Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fan. As we are now in that dead time between off to the OTAs, mini camp, and then training camp starting the end of next month, it was good idea to go around the AFC North, check in with the team, see how they're doing, and we conclude that now as we head to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. Jake Trotter covers the Browns for ESPN, and he joins us now. And Jake, good afternoon. Thank you, as always, for joining us. So this offseason, obviously less tumultuous than last with all the Deshaun Watson stuff. He's healthy. He's ready. What what have you seen from him so far this offseason? Obviously, it's not real football yet, but does he look crisper than he did a year ago? Well, on the field, he was really impressive during OTAs and minicamp. And I think that the hard thing about predicting what, what, what that's going to mean for the fall is he was pretty impressive last year in practice as well. It wasn't like you know, he was struggling in practice, you know, without pads, without pressure, and then he got into the games and it just did not translate. So I think that's the big question going into the season, but there's no question. I mean, he – in practice, he looks like a guy that, you know, maybe could have led the league in passing a few years ago. He, you know, he, he was very impressive. In, in terms of his on-the-field performance last year, Jake, we, we saw the game against the Ravens where the Browns won. It was an ugly one, 13-3. But what were his biggest shortcomings when he did reach the games last year? I mean, I think timing, consistency, just not really trusting the play. Uh, you know, he's always kind of done this, but, you know, just bailing out of the pocket and trying to make something happen and you end up taking a 20-yard sack instead or, you know, you force the, the, the pass into double coverage and it gets picked off. I think there were an array of issues. And, you know, part of it was the, the, the players around him too. You know, if you're a, a wide receiver and you've played with Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett, you're not, you're not used to – you know, running patterns for eight, nine, ten seconds. <laughs> if you're an, if you're a left tackle, you're not used to protecting for six, seven seconds. And you know, you just saw too many times where players would give up on a play. You know, not necessarily because they were lazy or you know they weren't trying; they just weren't used to what Deshaun Watson can do. I mean, he's incredibly slippery in the pocket. You know, he can make a lot of plays uh, off schedule, and I think that that's something that they've really emphasized this off season is like stick with it, like. You know, keep, you know, keep working back to the ball, keep trying to, you know, protect, you know, because he can make something good happen. And I think also they, they tweak their personnel to fit what he does. I mean, they didn't have anybody that could take the top off of defense last year. Uh, and, and that was a problem because that's a big part of Deshaun Watson's game. Throwing the ball downfield, they went out and traded for Elijah Moore uh, from the Jets. And then they also signed, you know, Marquise Goodwin sure. from Seattle, who, you know, is older but still has the speed. 
And I feel like, you know, the, the, the combination of those two guys, you know, can really help stretch a defense. That's going to help Watson as well. Jake, uh, they've had this two-headed running attack for a while. Obviously, Nick Chubb a stub, but a, a great backup in Kareem Hunt. He's not there anymore. How big a loss is uh, Kareem Hunt for this offense? You know, I don't think it's going to be that big of a loss because I'm not sure that Kareem was the same player in 2022 that he was in, say, you know, 2019, 2020, where you really had a two-headed monster there. Uh, you know, they had that blueprint in 2020 where – you know, Chubb would take the first quarter. Kareem would kind of come in in the second and the third, and then you brought Nick Chubb back in fresh in the fourth quarter when he was averaging more than 10 yards per carry in the fourth quarter of games, which is just a staggering number. But, you know, that was their formula, and they really set up Nick Chubb to finish games. You know, gradually since then, Kareem has just kind of tailed off a little bit. And still very good, you know, backup, running back, you know, pretty good pass catcher. Uh, you know, can do a lot of different things. But they, they feel really good about uh, Jerome Ford, who was a rookie last year, return kicks for them. I wouldn't be surprised if they signed a veteran running back behind him, either before or during training camp. Um, and then, you know, listen, they're not going to be running the ball 50 times a game yeah. anymore. I mean, they, they are going to be 60-40, 62-38, I mean, they, they're going to be throwing the ball 50 times a game in certain scenarios. And so you just don't really need that combination anymore. So I, I don't know that they're going to miss him all that much in part because of the scheme they're moving toward. I think the bigger question is, can they make sure to give Nick Chubb, you know, more than eight or nine carries a game, which toward the end of the year, you know, especially that season finale against Pittsburgh, I think he only had 12 touches. Nick Chubb needs a lot more than that. Even if you're in a passing office. We're speaking to Jake Trotter, who covers the Browns for ESPN. It's inside access on the fan. Jake, the defense was a big disappointment for them last year. New defensive coordinator coming in and Jim Schwartz. What can we expect out of a Jim Schwartz-led defense? They're going to be super aggressive. I mean, he's already said that we're bringing you know, five or more rushers on almost every play after the quarterback. They're going to be in man coverage a lot more uh, than they've been in the past. And, and they feel good about you know, their corners being able to, to hold up. I mean, despite all the problems offensively last year, and, you know, I don't know that it really hurt them much in the Baltimore games, but, you know, just had so many busts in coverage, uh, miscommunications, uh, you know, where they would turn guys loose. Despite all of that, they were still, according to opposing QBR, the number one secondary in the NFL in terms of man coverage. So they're going to be in man more. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to try to get after the quarterback. Uh, you know, the question there is, are they going to be susceptible to, you know, being gassed in the screen game or draws or misdirection? Um, and then, you know, they made a lot of moves on personnel along the defensive line, but are they going to be markedly better? I think that's up in the air a little bit as well. Uh, but they're, they're, they're going to come after you. That's going to be the big difference with Jim Schwartz. Jake, I want to follow up on that. Obviously, the Jadavian Clowney thing did, did, ended poorly, and uh, you thought he'd be the bookend for Miles Garrett. It didn't work out, especially last year. You bring in Zadarius Smith, who had a great start to the season last year but kind of faded. What are your expectations for him in Cleveland? Well, there, there was a reason he was available, and, and for the price they got him out, you know, some day three picks. Um, I, I think that they hope that they can limit the snaps for him. You know, they also signed Oboe Onkaronkawo from uh, Houston, who I think is a really intriguing kind of buy-low candidate, a guy that might be 
just beginning to hit his stride in the NFL. Really had a good, uh, had a really good pass rush win rate last season, and um, you know made some plays despite not necessarily racking up the sacks. So, you know, between those two and Miles, and you know some young guys they have, they feel like maybe they can, you know, protect Smith a little bit where he's not playing, you know, ninety percent of the snaps, and maybe, you know, they can keep him healthy and fresh, and and he can make the impact he made at the beginning of last season and not the back half where I believe he only had, you know, one sack after like week seven, um, you know, this is a guy that's still very productive or was very productive, uh, you know, has been very productive uh, despite his age. And I mean, you know, they're trying to kind of patch it together a little bit, uh, you know, while they, they hope, you know, a guy like Alex Wright, a third round pick last year uh, can continue to develop. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I think it's a question mark, but, um, so is Jadavion Clowney as well, and they got a really good year out of him in 2021 and a not-so-good one in, in 2022. The AFC North's really shaping up to be one of the more interesting divisions in football. Bengals are one of the best teams in the conference. Ravens, they brought Lamar back, beefed up their receiving core. Steelers, how's Kenny Pickett going to be in year two? And then if Deshaun Watson can be the Texans, Deshaun Watson, the Browns could really be in the mix. How do you see this uh, division as we get closer to training camp? It's going to be fascinating. I think the first month of the season is going to be really interesting you know, the Browns play host to Cincinnati right out of the gate. Then they go to Pittsburgh for Monday night football. And, you know, just how it is here in Cleveland, if they do not win that week one game, and they could, um, but it, it, if they don't, there's going to be a ton of pressure on them going to week two in Pittsburgh for Monday night football. And they just don't win in Pittsburgh. They just, they, it just never really happens very often, at least when fans are in the stands. <laughs> you know, they had the one playoff victory in, in, during the COVID year. Yeah. And then week four, they play Baltimore. Uh, I believe that game is in Cleveland as well. So, I, and I know that the Steelers and the Ravens, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, they, they play week two, is that right? The, the Ravens One. play three straight division games all on the road. I believe week four through six or three through five. I, I want to say it's like right, yeah, I want to say they have a division game early on too. I don't know the schedule's in front of me. Uh, yeah, the right. Uh, you know, yeah. Point, point being, like, it's going to be really interesting where things stand after that first month of the season. And, I mean, it, it you know, you can make a case that any one of these teams could win 10 games. I mean, the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are just going to win eight or nine by default. Sure. They just do every year. I remember last year after that week three game on Thursday night football, they played in Cleveland. I was like, is Pittsburgh the worst team in the NFL without? T.J. Watt with, with Mitchell Trubisky quarterback. I mean, they looked awful. And then by the end of the year, they was like a team I, you know, nobody wanted to really be in the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, I think you can pencil them for nine, eight, nine games minimum uh, in the win column. And then, uh, I, you know, I think Baltimore, with what they've done offensively, Todd Munkin, the receivers, you know, they, they've seemingly worked things out with Lamar. If they can stay healthy offensively, and that's a big if, and I don't even know if they can because they just got a bunch of guys who have had a bunch of injury yeah. uh, issues in recent years. But that team healthy, like that that team is a Super Bowl contender in my view. I mean, they they have a top five defense, I think. And then if you're if you have healthy Lamar and healthy J.K. Dobbins and healthy OBJ and Flowers is as good as I think he's going to be. Uh, I'm a believer in Todd Munkin as a play caller. Like that, that's a real 
uh, team to deal with. And then, of course, Cincinnati and and their receiving core and offensive firepower and kind of underrated defensively. Uh, it, it's it's going to be uh, a, an absolute you know um, cage match with these these teams. And you know the Browns' talent. Um, I think they have maybe have the widest variance of what they could end up being this year, in, in large part because of Watson. Like, I think their floor is seven and ten, and I think their ceiling is like twelve and five. And anything in between really would not surprise me all that much. So it, it's going to be a fascinating year in the, the AFC North. Jake Trotter covers the Browns for ESPN. Jake, always great. Thank you so much for your time. Anytime, guys. Take care. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.